You're listening to Small Business Wife, where our goal is to empower, edify, and equip all you small business owning wives. If you're looking for a community of like-minded people to support you along this journey, you're in the right place. Join us every week as we dig into the realities of business owning as a family. Hey guys, welcome to Small Business Wife Podcast. I'm Amanda Hampa, and I'm here with the lovely Emily Brignola. Hi everybody. Hello. Um, we are super stoked um, and super pumped because the launch was last week yeah. and it was a lot of fun. We've been hearing really great things about this podcast, so that's exciting. And then we launched the Facebook group, which is exciting. And so um, we actually have the links to put in everything and we're slowly but surely, you have to understand, we're learning with this whole process. That's so, <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, like probably this week you'll see on the websites and all the things um, that we need. Uh, should be there so because I'm going to keep hounding Darby until he does it and so deal (laughs) right (laughs) I mean it's not like he's running a business or anything so he's yeah plenty of free time (laughs) so many I mean you know awesome well cool I'm super excited about what we're talking about um this one um is probably one of my more um it's like easier for me to talk about because I think it's been like one of the biggest tools um, for the health of our family. Mm-hmm. Um, what, like we did a, we did kind of like a quiz, um, on our, uh, Instagrams and also in the polls in the Facebook group, um, asking just, you know, small business wives, like what their top, like three things were that mm-hmm. were stressful, um, owning a business with your spouse. And, um, and besides the polls, it's probably one of the absolute number one questions, um, that I get asked a lot is how do you and Darby do it? Like, how do you do it all? Like, you know what I mean? And even in this season, like we're going back to this tool, um, to help launch this business Mm -hmm. for sure. And so it's, um, just the beautiful talk about priorities. And so, yeah. So just, um, kind of what we're focusing on today is prioritizing family. So how do you have a business and work on your business, which is probably going to be like 60 to 80 hours a week and also have a spouse and children and other responsibilities Yeah, and kind of how do you prioritize the most important things which is your family because they're going to be there for you at the end of the day and they're going to be your biggest support hopefully yes and um so how do you prioritize them in the midst of literally everything screaming at you that it needs to get done right now Uh uh-huh yeah yeah it's crazy. It's a great feeling. It's also <laughs> great. We were just, by the way, we we're like kind of chuckling at each other because I came like flying into, you know, our podcasting room and I was just like, let me tell you about my day. And it was really <laughs> because like this type of stuff was happening. Like mm-hmm. I had my son who had a dentist appointment. Um, he had piano lessons earlier. I had to dip off Lena to the babysitter and Darby was coming back from some fun thing that he was doing out in Crystal Lake area. And we like were sitting in our living rooms before we were escapading out on all the things and Darby and I were bickering back and forth at each other. And I was like, <laughs> okay, we can do this. And I was like walking into Emily's house going, I'm trying not to have a bad attitude about today, <laughs> so, like, but we're having a good attitude. And, uh, and it really just comes back to this idea. Um, you know what I mean? Cause even honestly with what's happening in the chaos of today, it's all being focused around this priorities aspect. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, my kid going to the dentist is a priority and, you know, his piano lessons and all that stuff as well as us recording for the podcast is mm-hmm. a priority. And so the dynamics that Darby and I have to have is sometimes there is friction, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. we have to like 
we have to work as a team to like make all the things happen. And bonus, he gets to have like a fun daddy Owen afternoon right now. Yeah. Um, with things and he loves that right now. So he was just calling me about what arcades were open. And so <laughs> Owen's going to go crazy. Um, so yeah, so, um, we'll get really into it. I really love this idea because like, it's always, we come back to this on a podcast is like, Emily has this like new mm-hmm. business owner perspective, um, and doesn't have kids currently. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and so, um, and I, um, have two kids mm-hmm. and then obviously my crazy husband, which I love him, but yeah. And he's, sometimes enough of like five other people. And so, um, he's very so high energy, high energy, he's very motivated. Yes. And that, yes, that's a lot sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is okay. That's great. It's that's great. It's really great. And side note, when I say, and we make these jokes about Darby, he does chuckle when he hears them on the podcast because he knows that we love him. <laughs> Darby <laughs> so. and I are also sort of the same person. Yes. I think he's a little bit more of a like type A personality yes. than I am. He's a little bit more disciplined, but yeah. also like, we have a, sim- a similar personality. Mm-hmm. So he's a hardcore. If you study the Enneagram, he's a hardcore eight. So he's definitely like, this is the way. Like yeah. I was like, Darby is a Mandalorian. Like that's like his life. Yeah. So the first thing we want to discuss is what prioritizing family looks like and specifically with kids versus mm-hmm. like without kids. Cause I know not everybody um, is even coming into business yeah. owning in the same stage of life. So yeah. like Amanda with your two small children, like, prioritizing your family is going to look different yeah. than like me with just my spouse, like prioritizing yes. family. Like I just have to prioritize one person. Yes. And you've got these three people. Human beings and yeah. a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very entertaining um, because we like, we've talked in the past, the difference with my family is because like we are such a family business. There is a lot of dynamics that not a lot of, I think even business owners that are listening may not always have. Um, when you're doing like a service-based industry, like especially in the gym world, like my kids are with us all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, which is a good and bad thing because in the harder seasons I can excuse like, oh, well, they're at least in the gym with us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and in the, in the unbusy seasons, then I like really get convicted about like, okay, there has to be these different dynamics. The plus side of like them being there all the time is that like in busy seasons, we can use the little moments to create um, our like, you know, create special moments with our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the way we kind of do things um, with our family and we haven't, I mean, this is like now a system. And one of the, the best quotes I've ever heard was when you're not getting the results that you want, a system needs to be put in place. You know what I mean? Um, and so that's kind of the way that we've kind of done things over the years. In the beginning stages of our gym, we were, it was life was just chaotic. You know what I mean? Um, and this, like, I would say we're probably in a really good flow right now. So I think I'm kind of going to speak to it as like what we do now and then kind of break down how we do things. Um, like one of the things that I always like to remind people is that like, if your family flow is not good, it'll flow out in your business. You know what I mean? And like, and if your uh, marriage isn't doing good, it's going to flow out into your business. Like, and people see it, especially when you're in a service-based industry where you're around people all the time. Like we can't hide our drama from people. Like we can't hide, like when Darby and I are arguing, we can't hide when our kids are tired and exhausted and they just need to go home. We sit down once a week. Um, and I look at the week coming up and I go, okay, these are the 15,000 things that we have going on. But, uh, but what we do is we sit down for the week and then I literally have like in my planners, if you look at any of my planners, I have this quick little list that just says like, 
these are the priorities that we set our time aside with. Mm -hmm. And it literally says um, time with our kids separate from the gym is non-negotiable. Date nights are non-negotiable. And um, and then it says like uh, after that vision for the gym and all of that stuff is non-negotiable. Darby's list, I think flip flops a little different. Yeah. Um, and we've had those discussions like he like because he's the provider and does all of that stuff and he's really the forefront of where our money and our income comes from. He tends to he has to know the business is solid. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so we, that's where we have to kind of start playing the balancing act. Um, and so number two is, um, do we have specific time for each of us with our kids? Then from there, we do scheduling as far as like, okay, these nights are family nights. These nights, Darby's coming home early from the gym. Um, these nights, I'm not training and I'm bringing the kids home by eight o'clock so that they can get into bed by, you know, 830 and those different types of things. Um, that's like the super practical thing like the very, very practicals of what we do. There's obviously a couple other things here and there that we'll probably get into. But yeah, so that's like, I think that's like the best thing that you can do is just kind of outline for your season. These are the things that have to, that are non-negotiables. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then you have to really navigate the rest through it. But I will tell you, like, um, it is insanely important. Like you cannot do business owning without your family Mm -hmm. if you're going to do it this way. You know what I mean? Like if you're really like building a business that's going to like create a legacy for your kids, the best thing to do is to bring them in on the legacy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And in the building and letting them see like the sacrifices and let them see like the, the way that you navigate things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because we, we get an opportunity to really teach our kids, I mean, how to navigate chaos. You know what I mean? And like, and t- like teach them like, hey, like family time is non-negotiable, um, but I'll flip it over to you for the no kids. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, a little bit easier when it's just uh, my husband and I, because yeah. I mean, we are a lot more understanding, a lot more flexible than your average mm-hmm. small child. Um, so like if I have to work until three in the morning, um, getting someone's yeah. bookkeeping done for tax season, which just ended, praise God. Praise. Um, <laughs> but like if I have to be up late, then like, he's not happy about it, but he understands because he knows that we've been busy, crazy yeah. busy with taxes, and I can we can, like, have those conversations. Uh-huh. But I think for us, the most important thing is um, just communication. Yeah. Because Nick, I think we mentioned, yeah, we did mention in, like, a few weeks ago when we were talking about my story, he's not American. He's European. Yeah. He's from Belgium. Um, so he has a different language and a different culture that he grew up in. And sometimes those things kind of get in the way of our communication yeah. and also like our prioritization. So like for us, for, for me here, like yeah. it's important that I build a business so that like we can have the financial stability and he's used to like not having that and just mm-hmm. having things like set and good. And yeah. so when I talk to him about like the process of, okay, so um, I have to do this, 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 and this because I need to do that so that we yeah. can hit like budget goals for this week. Then he gets stressed and mm-hmm. like it's prioritizing him is yeah. prioritizing our family is having those conversations Yeah, is saying like, I know because I do the finances and yeah. I see the business and I see all the aspects of the business. Like I know things are going to be fine. Yeah. And so I can either be like, Hey, I know what I'm doing. Just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. That doesn't go over well. <laughs> 
that doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, or I can like actually take the time and put in the energy and the effort to communicate with him and help him like with whatever fears he's yeah. having or with whatever doubts he's having. And I mean, it's just the two of us, so we don't have to like, we try to prioritize date night just in general to yeah. like, help our relationship. But like, since it's just the two of us, like we don't have to worry about like getting that alone time together. Yeah. And so for us, it's more like that communication, like I mentioned, and then also making sure that the time we're spending together is quality time. Yes. So it's not just, hey, I see you every night. Mm-hmm. And we have dinner together and then we both do separate things in the evening. Yeah. Like I work on a business, he watches TV, I read a book, whatever. It's making sure like, okay, well, we've been doing a lot of things separately. So even though we're not going on date night this week, cause it's not a date yeah. night week, let's focus on having quality time and actually yeah. connecting with each yep. other and making sure that, you know, we're understanding each other, not just in like business context but like Mm -hmm. in a relationship context absolutely okay the next question oh I like this one okay so how do you keep your business separate from your marriage um yeah so this one is actually I love this one it's probably one of my like die on the mountain moments you know Mm -hmm. what I mean um for small business owning because we started small business owning before we had kids Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and I think we were coming into it into business owning, knowing a kid was coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like, I say, I give this honestly, the same advice to couples who are getting newly married and they're asking me, when should we start talking about having kids? Mm-hmm. I say, you need to like have time to know each other in your marriage mm-hmm. um, before making those different life choices. You know what I mean? Um, and so like well, Darby and I gave ourselves a year in our marriage before having kids like in that's just that's just what we both felt confident with and not everybody does that Mm -hmm. but um but I think that that happened because like there's a preparation process and you're getting to know each other right Mm -hmm. um what I talked about last week at the end of the day one of my or a couple weeks ago about one of my biggest regrets like in business owning to date is like it'll forever be the same is like not trusting who Darby is Like why I keep saying that is like, I keep coming back to this idea about like, how do I keep my business separate from our marriage is like, is this idea of like understanding that like you're making a choice that's going to forever affect you guys like together, Mm -hmm. you know, like starting a business is like having a kid. You know what I mean? It really is. It really is. It's like, you're committing like, you know what I mean? Like we tell people like Emily and I tell people all the time, if you're not going to, if you're not going to commit to like three years, why are you even in the business owning? You yeah. know what I mean? You have to commit to at least three years. You have to see this out. Even when we set out for this podcast, you're we like, look, mm-hmm. it's a non-negotiable three years every week. We'll be on a podcast. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. Like, but that's like the commitment that we make to those things. And like, and when you do that, like, um, both people are affected. Right. And so the, one of the like most practical ways that like now, um, that we keep our marriage separate from our business, um, is we do plan, like we have date nights every Tuesday, every other Tuesday. And then, uh, we do a quarterly overnight trip. Actually, I think it's now like we've bumped it up to every other month. Cause like Nana takes the kids every other month mm-hmm. for an overnight. So we have like an overnight trip, just us. And then quarterly we do like, um, like a getaway trip, just like the two of us. And then twice a year we do like almost a week trip, just us two. One, because like at the end of the day, like your personal stuff will flesh out in your marriage. So you need time where you're not business owners. Yeah. Like you absolutely, you need that. And like, and it's hard when you're in the thick of it. Like it's so hard 
when you're like, you know, in the early stages, we literally couldn't do anything without talking about our business because we were so stressed out. You know what I mean? And I think that's like the hardest part. I feel like I'm almost like, to be honest with you guys, like, right. And maybe she's playing it off really well, but I'm almost envious as to where Emily and Nick are because I feel like they just have it more together than we did when we were starting our business. Like been married for like, yes, a few years longer, (laughs) but you know what I mean? But like, I was like, I mean, yeah, and that's probably what it is. Like you just had a, a longer time to under like, and like Nick has more like, okay, Emily really does know what she's doing. You know what I mean? And like, and I think that's where I was like, you know, like if you don't get that prior to starting the business, you have to have that while you're business owning, you know what I mean? Like I have to have moments where like when we're on date night, we like, I think we have like now it's so funny. Like now it's like, we have grace with it. Cause sometimes we like the only time we get to really talk about the vision of the business, if we have a crazy week is on date night. And, but we go into date night knowing that that's probably what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, yeah, it's like, we have about a 10 minute, like a 10 minute rule where we can like kind of wind off and decompress because normally our date nights are after Darby or myself are doing some type of teaching on the mat. And then we go into day night. So the whole way, whole drive to the restaurant or wherever we're going, we allow ourselves time to talk about it. And then from there, once we get to the place that we're going, we navigate out of that like mindset. And, um, and normally for us, it's like some type of competition based thing that we're doing and like, and then it's easy to get out or we have a couple of drinks and we're fine. Um, but you need that. Like I need to know who Darby is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like this whole business owning stuff, like, we'll tell you everything that your husband, like, that your spouse is not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, or you'll see him act out in defaults that he's had for years. And you'll be like, this isn't the man that I married. And it's really like, it is the man that he married. You just need to be reminded that this is a really stressful week or two. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, like, him as your husband is different than um, him as your spouse. Or his, sorry, him as, as a business owner. And, um, and our dynamic is even in, more interesting right now because, um, like, he's my boss, essentially. You know what I mean? At the gym, like, I answer to him in a lot of the things that I do. Yeah. And so that's, it's a really interesting dynamic on that front um, of, like, when do I, like, not speak up and do all of these things and all that stuff. And so, um, but, yeah, it's really funny. I really just want to tell people what's happening right now. My dog is, <laughs> we're recording in my house and my dog is just whining because he left one of his balls under the couch. So I'm trying to like Be a good participate sport. and also like get him to just leave it alone. Right. So no. if you hear whining in the background. It's because we failed to edit it out. <laughs> it's my dog. Um, yeah. What about for you? Like, what are your like practical ways that you got, like that you guys prioritize or sorry, not prioritize the marriage. Well, prioritize the marriage, but you know, separate it. Keep marriage from business. Yeah. Um, so I feel like Nick and I, like right now specifically, but just in general, mm-hmm. um, we just have such a great relationship and such yeah. great communication. And the reason for that is because for like the first five years of our marriage, yeah. all we did was scream at each other yes. and yes. try to figure that out. Right now, like I mean, for just like we've been married around six and a half years now. So just to kind of give you an idea of like the last, it's like one and a half years. (laughs) Things have been good. Um, Since we're now going into a new season, Nick, like I mentioned a few times, comes from a different country, different culture. Yeah. And so like I have 
all of these ideas and I get super excited about them. Mm -hmm. And so it's pretty typical that like I'll come home after hearing like a podcast about some new business venture or whatever. And I'll be like, babe, guess what? I just learned on this podcast that did you know that you could buy a business? Okay. So then I went on this website and I found like five businesses that are for sale. So we're going (laughs) to buy them. And he's just like, so stressed out. (laughs) And it's like, what are you doing to me? And so the way that we keep that separate is a, he really, like Amanda was saying, like really knows me and Mm -hmm. really knows my heart and knows who I am as a person. And that helps a lot because he also knows that I get (laughs) super excited about things. And then when I practically get into it, I'm like, oh, wait, oh, okay. I guess we can't do that. Like, oh yeah, you're right. It's just the two of us and we live in Northern Illinois. So I probably shouldn't buy like five businesses in Texas. No, You're right. Okay. So, but if he gives me enough time, like I'll talk myself down and like go Mm -hmm. back to like the logic and he's really good at like grounding me in a very healthy way. Um, but that's, so one of the ways that we keep like our marriage Mm -hmm. separate from our business is like, A, he knows me and trusts in who I am as a person. But then B, we have very strict rules about like, yeah. Like you were saying on date night, but like yeah. even how much we can really be talking about something. Cause we had that, um, we kind of set that in place when we were going through all of our issues with infertility, when we were yeah. doing all of our, our treatments yeah. and it seemed like, I mean, we would get up at super early in the morning to get to the hospital to do mm-hmm. blood draws and hormone treatments. And we we're going to the hospital like a few times a week for yeah. that. And like then coming home and it was all we did and it was all we talked about Yeah, and it was exhausting and it made us not want to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And it was not great for a relationship yeah. because if you're that's just real life, like with drowning it. in yeah. this one thing, then like, you don't want to talk to yeah. each other. You're like, I'm sick of mm-hmm. talking to you about yep. this. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, it, it started kind of in that season that we were like, well, we're just going to have strict rules mm-hmm. about like, if we feel like we're talking about something way too much and we're just really getting sick about talking about it, yeah, then we have like kind of a pause. Like, mm-hmm. okay, for the next hour, for the next day, for the next yeah. however long we feel like it needs to be for our relationship, we just don't talk about it. Yeah. And that doesn't mean we never talk about it again. Like you have to in your relationship, Mm -hmm. (laughs) your spouse has to be a part of what you're doing, but like just for our mental and emotional health, having boundaries and being able to like feel comfortable saying to your spouse, Hey, I'm real. I really can't talk about this Mm -hmm. anymore. I need a break. Yeah. And then hopefully if it's you, who's the Mm -hmm. one who's being told that or your spouse on the other end, like responding in love and understanding and saying, okay, yeah. If that's what you genuinely need, then I'll give you the time mm-hmm. and you let me know and we can do yeah. like a tap back in. Yeah. We, I was going to say, we call it timeout. And that was like the tool that like one of our friends like gave us was like, you get 24 hours, like whoever calls timeout, they have 24 hours to reconvene about mm-hmm. what you're talking about, but they have up to 24 hours without bringing it up. And yeah. it's really hard for me. Darby loves it. It's really hard for me. Like when we're in the heat of the moment and like talking about all these things and he's like, timeout, I can't do this right now. And I'm like, but I need to discuss it (laughs) and he's an inward processor so I have to give him that time you know and I love what you were like I think even the idea of like talking about like how we um you and I like had like our moments where we would get on Skype and like do coffee and wine together because I think like that's just as important like Mm -hmm. you know what I mean to keep your business separate from your marriage is also like understand that you guys are people and you have needs outside Mm -hmm. of your family and outside of your business yes you know what I mean and so like having groups of people that like that are not 
that have nothing to do with your gym mm-hmm. or you know, for us, like have nothing to do with our gym and you know what I mean? And having people that like come in and say, Oh, gay guys, you guys just need to go like out on your kayaks and like, and just go sit on a river right now and yeah. not talk about your gym and look at some trees. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like, and having friends that are like, Hey, let's talk about all the stupid things we did like 10 years ago. And then, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, we are still those crazy people. Yes. You know? And like, but that's like, it's so needed because like, when like it really comes back to like what you said about like your infertility your infertility journey is like when you're both drowning in it mm-hmm. like that's the last thing you want to talk about yeah like it's like two people trying to like get up on a life raft mm-hmm. and you're like at that point you're like, like <laughs> I would <laughs> rather drown <laughs> than like talk to you about the five thousand different ways you think we should get up on the life raft and mm-hmm. sometimes like Darby and I definitely get there because I'm yeah. like no I don't want to talk to you about this anymore and so uh, but yeah. I really, I really, I really value like what you said about that. I think it's super important. Um, oh yeah, Rose, it's a really good one. <laughs> and so, so yeah, we'll start with Emily on this one. But how did your relationship, because it's more present. Yes. <laughs> how did your relationship change when you started to actively um, get involved with your business? Or when you launched, like talk through, like I know you talked through it a couple weeks ago about like Nick's response to yeah. you starting your business and you guys were kind of business owning because you guys do real estate investing right now. Right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, yeah, talk about all of those things. So <laughs> I am, uh, definitely the instigator for yes. all the things that we're doing. Um, so like I decided like a long time ago that I wanted to do real estate investing and yeah. specifically like the house that we have now, like our first, uh, real estate investment is we bought a duplex and we're living on one side and we're renting out the other. Mm-hmm. And I decided I wanted to do that like long before I even met Nick because I'm like, that's smart. Such a great idea. <laughs> like, one of my, one of our friends brought it up um, to me and she was like, yeah, I just, I think this would be a good idea. My dad's in real estate. He says that we should do this. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to steal that. <laughs> that's a fantastic yeah. idea. Yeah. Have somebody else pay my mortgage for me. And why wouldn't I? And so, but like I say, Nick, is not like that. That's not yeah. his country. That's not his culture. Mm-hmm. And so when we got married, I told him this and he's like, well, that's, that's so risky. <laughs> like, what if you, what if we have terrible tenants? What if they burn the house down? What if, and it took me like, you're <laughs> so the same person. It's, it's literally Darby and I all the time. So he was having like these constant meltdowns every time I would bring it up. Well, also like just for context over in Belgium, like there, there's a housing shortage. So like yeah. houses are super expensive. Yeah. So like we live here in the Midwest. So we were able to get this duplex for a fairly decent price. Mm-hmm. And whereas like we couldn't buy vacant land in Belgium for this price. Like it's, for real though. it's very expensive. And so like he's coming from this whole different place. And so I, it took years of me being like, okay, but it's a good idea for this reason. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea for this reason. Yeah. And it took a long time to get him to the place where like we finally moved to the States. Mm-hmm. And he was fully on board. So it was kind of the same with business owning. So I kind of like launched mm-hmm. very gently this yes. idea of business owning. Um, yeah, you started as like our bookkeeper. Yeah. I think we were one of your first clients, yeah, right? Yeah, we were. And, but I had started like talking to him about yeah, it. Yeah, that's Even true. like a few years before. And um, just because I knew like I want to be a stay-at-home mom and that's mm-hmm. the option. And having patience with him, first mm-hmm. of all, was like very key when we started off because I know who Nick is uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh-huh. and right. um, I know that his doubts aren't anything to do with me yes. specifically. It's not that he doesn't think I'm capable. Yeah. It's that 
he has a an life entire lifetime yep. of just culture that's kind of going against what I'm doing. Yes. So honestly, when I first like brought up the idea of business owning and even like when we moved to the States and actually launched my business, even though I was still working a W-2 job, mm-hmm. he, it, it was very important for me to remember where his doubts and fears were coming from and, yeah. that, and not take that personally That's good. because his fears didn't have anything to mm-hmm. do with me. And even in some of the cases that they do, because <laughs> he's bringing up my like, character flaws, um, <laughs> then like I understand that it's not that he doesn't think I'm capable. Yeah. And these are actually like, honestly, just being unoffendable. Yes. Like, if I could break it down to anything, yes. like first being unoffendable and recognizing that like his fears are valid, whether they're to do with me or not. Yes. And also being okay with the fact that he has fears. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was not perfect. So yeah. there were definitely some times that he brought things up and he's like, yeah, but I don't know if you can do it because you tend to procrastinate. And I had to be like, you're right. Pride. You're right. I do yeah. procrastinate. Um, so that crazy. is a character flaw. And <laughs> I'm uh, just going to be okay with the fact that you're, you're saying that right now. And there were other times that he brought things up and I was like, well, listen, you do this and you do that. And <laughs> And you're like, First Corinthians 13 says, love does not count wrongs. Exactly. <laughs> I would go back and then apologize. Um, but yeah, so our, our relationship definitely, I mean, to yeah break it down. But it, it was a little strained when um, I decided to like fully launch mm-hmm. being a business owner. I mean, this is only like about a month ago now at this yeah. point that um, I went fully self-employed and was like, all right, well, we're doing this. And it makes me so happy still. I know. Finally. <laughs> and um, no, but he, our, our relationship, I mean, you just have to navigate those things and like yeah. really remember who the other person is and like be as unoffendable as possible and also be as confident in yourself yeah. as possible That's because good. like it would be really easy. I'm a very like a strong, confident, independent person. Mm -hmm. And so it's a little bit easier for me when my husband is like bringing up all my character flaws and like I'm fighting Mm -hmm. against his whole culture for years Yeah, to be like, no, I can do this. Yes. No, I am capable. Like, Mm -hmm. you're right. I do have all of these character flaws and guess what? I'm going to do it anyway. And like, so it's a little bit easier for me than maybe your average person Mm -hmm. who isn't quite as strong-willed and stubborn as I am. (laughs) But- yeah, I think those were the the key things. Like, because even when he would bring up like reasons why it's not going to work, I mm-hmm. have to be confident enough in myself and in my dream and my vision mm-hmm. to say, yeah, okay, those are all valid yeah. reasons, and I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, it's really interesting because I have to own my business. Like, and mm-hmm. you have to own every aspect, and that means you personally. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that's like, I think that's like, like I feel like it's. I love her story because I'm like, I feel like I'm like listening to Darby talk to me and I'm like yes I was like I understand (laughs) yes and so but I'm also like there are women out there who are in Nick's shoes and Mm -hmm. which is where I was at you know what I mean and it's like you know and because like again like I'll reiterate like Darby and I's story was like he's a fourth generation entrepreneur all he's known is making money like for himself Mm -hmm. and creating a life for himself like his newest venture right now is that he literally wants to just go buy land even with lumber prices the way that they are and Mm -hmm. build us some type of like home you know what I mean because he's like why not like I don't (laughs) need to go find a house like I'm gonna go build it and that's like who Darby is 
is. Like mm-hmm. me, I am literally like, I just want all of the things to line up and I want to be able to just live life and make sure my kids are taken care of. I want to, you know, I loved, I loved my job at Starbucks at that time. Like I loved like the security of everything. Mm-hmm. I loved all the pretty little things and all of that stuff. And when Darby came home that day, like I said, I was like, I'm thankful that I never said no to him. But that doesn't mean that there wasn't like almost like an explosion of what happened. You know what I mean? And that's why I say like because ours was so drastic of like the seasons that we went through. That's why I was like like it was so crucial for us to know each other prior to all of these things happening. Yeah. Because like for us, I'm like Nick, but I'm very outspoken Mm -hmm. about all of my fears. Like I wear all of my emotions on my sleeve. Plus... I do the finances. Yeah. I do all of those things. You know what I mean? Like I see the bills that come in. And so if you're in that position, there's going to be a different level of stress. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it would be one thing if like, I feel like, like I was like, man, like to my, in my brain, it's like even hard to comprehend, like listening to you talk because I was like, like our world is so different, like mm-hmm. on that front, because I do all of those things. Yeah. And like, like the finances, the bills and like make sure things are paid for because Darby's best making the money and mm-hmm. <laughs> like and I'm best facilitating the money but I was like man our world would be so different if our roles were would have been flipped like yeah. if like if he was like doing and not that I was like running the vision like I didn't need that but if it was like running the vision and doing all the money I would be like sweet let me just go along and help you with all of these things <laughs> like show me that I'm taken care of mm-hmm. you know what I mean but it was just like this like forever constant growing battle for me mm-hmm. to like one surrender to like um, what I knew the Lord was calling us into, yeah. you know what I mean, and to trust who the other human being was that I was doing business with, right? Yeah. And so the biggest shifts for us that happened was like, y'all, like I'm gonna be, fr- I'm gonna be real, like we realized probably within the first year how important marriage counseling is. Yeah, and it's not because like we weren't perfect. It wasn't because like. Um, our marriage was falling apart. I will like be really upfront and honest on some levels. There were some seasons of our marriage where, um, we were holding on to the idea we said at the altars, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And like, um, and having like why it's so crucial for us to like communicate, you know what I mean? Um, because we didn't have as big a season as Emily and Nick did prior to all of these things happening. Yeah. Our like we really went like I went kicking and screaming into business owning. Yeah. Like it was not like what I wanted. Um, and not like, I love it now, but like, and I get it pumped about it now, but like, I also get it when like, when Emily took another year before she really pulled the trigger, Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I was like, no, I get it. Like she watched the brutal side mm-hmm. of it for us. You know what I mean? Um, and it really just comes back to that idea of Darby and I are both very strong-willed, independent people. And so when we go forward with things, like I have my way and he has his way, you know what I mean? And we weren't good at bringing those two ways together. Yeah. And like, and when we finally got there, where like we could have the good conversations and like um, we made some calls of like, you know, the tools of like with the priorities and everything. We said, okay, the priority right now in this season is the gym. Mm-hmm. Like we have to put buying a house on hold. We have to put like having two cars on hold. We have to put all of these other things on hold and we have to build the gym 
when we could do that and love each other through that, mm-hmm. like that's when we like flourished, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but what I can say is like, um, there was that season. And then there was like, honestly, I feel like that was like 2017 through 2018, 2019 through 2020 was like, Darby and I just came into our own, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and it was really because we, we made that call. We were like, okay, this is what we're launching. This is what yeah. we're doing. And like, um, you know, like you can, it really is true. Like you cannot serve two masters. So if you guys are literally doing like, you're trying to be this cute wife that's helping your husband do his business. And then over here, like trying to start your own and trying to entertain security over here and not fully a hundred percent in behind their vision at some point it's going to separate yeah. because your want and desire for security is opposite of the risk level that's going to be needed to jump off the cliff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like what was happening when I finally got behind the idea of like, I'm going to build a parachute while he jumps down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? On our way down. But also like I'm capable of building the parachute that not only is like going to make sure that we don't die as we're falling down off the cliff, but also like it might actually give us an oomph and take us a little bit further than we could have gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think when I understood where like started like to understand my role, like, and how we started to have those conversations, like, you know, Darby changed his tones of like, instead of saying things like, well, we're just going to do this and you're going to have to figure it out. Cause he really is not good with my emotions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he's not like, like yeah. we've had hard conversations where he's like, I, I can't handle your emotions when you're stressed. Like I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And like, and, um, and I appreciate hearing you like knowing that like Nick is very similar to me. I appreciate mm-hmm. hearing from you. Like I have to understand that like his emotions have nothing to do with me. Yeah. And like, and that's been our journey on the flip side is Darby on his journey having to understand that like, this has nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. This is everything to do with me growing into who I'm called to be. Yeah. And like an understanding that everything that I've been doing for the last however many years has been leading up to this season, Yeah, you know? And when I understood that that was what my journey was and I just let go and just took, stopped thinking 10 years down the road and started looking at the next problem that we had in front of us. And when we did that and we said, okay, we're going to come to every table with a solution mm-hmm. mindset. We're not going to leave the table until we have a solution and like, and give each other the grace and the opportunity to communicate what we're feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because now it's like, like, I was like, I like, I can't even like, there's so many things that we could talk about. Like, and we like, luckily we have a whole podcast because I was like, you know, break down every aspect of it, but it really is like, I feel like that's the thing. Like you have to have grace with both people Mm -hmm. in the process. You know what I mean? Whether you're just like running the business yourself and they're just here, they still like, it affects them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, or they're like us, where we're like both like very called to leadership, both love what we do, both love investing into people. And we've like have always decided from day one that we are 50, 50% owners on our business. Yeah. And so when you decide those type of like make those decisions, like you don't get to like trump one another. You don't mm-hmm. like you have like you have to like come to an agreement for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Either you're on the same team or you're not. Yes. Yeah. What is your favorite tool? Or prioritizing your spouse. My favorite tool for prioritizing Nick is knowing the things that refresh him and make him come alive. Yeah. And utilizing those things mm-hmm. 
usually in date nights, but like yeah. not always in date nights. Cause some of the things that make him come alive, like I'm not involved in it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and making those things a priority. So like, for example, I, I like talking about, um, our budget together, like mm-hmm. as a married couple, because like I am very financially minded and financially yeah. motivated and like, I am a saver. Like uh-huh. we're two different. I think there's two different people. There are savers and there are spenders. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, they marry each other. And so, <laughs> so I'm a saver, but Nick is very much a spender. And it caused a lot of tension when we first got married because I was trying to turn him into a saver. I was, he's not. He's not. He's just not. <laughs> and that's fine. There's nothing like intrinsically wrong with one or the other. Like, and we tend to believe It's a product of, of like his security. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's been secure and he's always had the money for it. And right. so that's a sign of like when he feels secure is that he has the ability to spend. He can yeah. spend. And so like in the beginning of our marriage, we got into fights a lot about it because I was mm-hmm. trying to change who he was at a core level and that just doesn't work. No. And so it was finally when I realized like Nick is just going to be a spender and he's always going to be a spender that we were able to tailor our budget to something that worked for us. So like when I stopped assuming that Nick was going to just stop spending money to put it all in savings, like we were able to set aside, okay, well, Nick is a spender. He's also a musician. So like all the things he wants to buy are crazy expensive he can't keep doing that just out of our budget because I'm going to kill him. So, (laughs) so what we did is we set aside like, okay, each paycheck, you get this set amount of money that goes into your savings and that's your savings. Mm -hmm. And I can't touch that. That doesn't get used for bills. That is a hundred percent. You, you can spend it on whatever you want to. It is in the budget as going to you. And then it's dead to me, you know? And then, whatever is in your savings you can spend on whatever you want to spend it on do you want to spend it on the same pedal that you've bought and sold five times because you're not sure if you want it like which has actually happened in a fight that we had like sure go ahead it's your money to waste or not like Mm -hmm. that's fine it's out of my budget and it helps him because he can spend it on whatever he wants and like so that's one of my tools to get back to the point yeah. for prioritizing him is budgeting things that like are going to make him come alive when he yes. gets stressed. And one of those things is flying and that's mm-hmm. he, so he's learning how to fly right now. And when we first came up with this, it, it was originally like a Christmas gift yeah. I gave to him and he ended up loving it and yeah. like really brought like so much joy to him and really made him come alive. And So when we first talked about like, okay, well, this is something that like we had just moved to the States and he was having a really hard time adjusting here, but this one thing brought him joy Mm -hmm. and it was, okay, well, that's a priority to my husband. I want to make him feel like he is a priority to me. How can I do that? I can make sure that there is money in our budget every month for him to go fly. Mm -hmm. And that has not always been easy, especially- yes in the seasons where I wasn't working or like right now when we're, I'm just self-employed and he's working, like having that stay in the budget and have that not be a compromise is communicating to him. You are a priority to me. What brings you joy is a priority to me. And like I, we can do the same thing like in date nights and making sure that we're still, Mm -hmm. you know, spending time together. But that's honestly my favorite tool um, is making sure that they're, is always room in our budget for the things that make him come alive. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's not going to be what you think it is, actually. Go for it. Um, it's, it really is, like, I feel like the whole message we're kind of getting is, like, hey, 
take time to know your people. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it really, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, what gets you through, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for Darby, uh, I feel like my biggest tool in prioritizing him is um, boundaries and capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, setting boundaries on the things that, um, like, because we, like, so, because, and I, I say this on the front now because we're in this level of, we're like the stage up where we have people underneath us and we, you know, we're outsourcing things and right. stuff like that, but it's crucial. You know what I mean? Cause it comes from the same heartbeat of what you're talking about with Nick is like Darby does not function if he does not have something new, mm-hmm. like in like something new project he's got going on. Right. And, um, and, and knowing that about my husband, knowing like the different things that make him come alive, knowing that he needs to have spontaneity, he needs to be able to just like leave our gym and like go to the woods if he wants to, mm-hmm. or like call an audible, like we did this week on the schedule and let him go out and train with this coach for the week. You know what I mean? Yeah. He needs to be able to do those things. And, um, and because of that, um, my role in the gym is kind of like to hire out the help to give him that freedom. You know what right. I mean? Um, also on the flip side to prioritize our family and to prioritize like him, the biggest tool is like is boundaries mm-hmm. and being like almost like somebody on the watchtower for like the things that are, are important to us. Mm-hmm. And so when the clock strikes eight twenty, and we've made a decision to go home with our kids, you better believe like I'm on the edge of the mat pulling my husband off the mat. Yeah. Because he will be there because he loves jujitsu and he loves everything that we do. He loves, and you know what I mean? But even our team, like our people, like in our gym, know that on Wednesday nights and Friday nights, Darby's probably going to go home early. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to do one to two rolls and then he's going to get off the mat because we have kids to get home. And m- mostly because that's like after the kids are in bed from nine to like 1030 when we go to bed, it's like me, it might be the only time in the week that Darby and I get, Yeah, you know what I mean? And so, um, when they're really involved and in passionate, like in their passion, like you have to be okay with being the person to sign up, kind of guard the priorities, yeah. you know what I mean? And I think that's like, what's huge is like, it is important to be the person to set the boundaries, to make sure that they get the things in their budget to go. Mm-hmm. Like Darby and I had to do that this year too, was like, um, was like, because I see the budget all the time, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh yeah, we got an extra 50 bucks here. Yeah. And so like, I'm already thinking about what I want to spend it. Cause I'm the spender. He's not, but he like wants, like, you know, he even asked me a couple, like a, like a couple months ago, he was like, can you just make sure that like, I have cash? Because sometimes I like want to just buy you flowers. And like, I know that you'll watch the bank account and be like, what'd you spend at this flower store? Cause I will, yep. I straight <laughs> up will. I'll straight be like, what? What, what, what was that that you bought on Amazon? And he'll be like, well, don't look at the Amazon. I'm like, well, you can't tell me to not look at the Amazon. Like, what am you I know supposed I mean? to do? Like, I'm watching the budget. <laughs> so, so, like, having, you know, so like, he gets cash all the time. You know what I mean? A set amount. That, and I think that's huge. Yeah. Because um, you have to know your people. But also, like, you have to understand, like, um, yeah, you have to understand, like, how to help them get to the next level. And sometimes that means setting the boundaries and like knowing their capacities, you know what I mean? And outsourcing. I feel like right now in the stage of life that I'm in, I'm like outsourcing is like my biggest tool to like prioritizing him and then prioritizing my kids. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Is because like we as Darby and Amanda only have so much that we can give. And like, and that means our gym, that means our family, that means like everything else that we do outside of that. You know what I mean? And so it's important to like, um, to know our capacity 
and then to go, okay, this is where our limits are. Yeah. Let's take five steps back from our limits. Who do we need to put in these five steps to make sure, you know what I mean? That like when we have family night on a Tuesday night, we're not getting called because a coach doesn't show up to the mat. Yeah. Like we have two other people that get called before we get called. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's super important. Like we weren't able to go on our family vacation last weekend without this last, like, last two months of really prepping our staff and like getting people in place. And we got no phone calls mm-hmm. the whole week and we were gone. And like they grew our business while we were gone. Yeah. And that's like where I'm like, now we're prioritizing all the things that we want. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now we get to do the beautiful things that we want. You know, we're like putting ourselves into roles as business owners and CEOs and not like, in the trenches tied to our businesses, just being self-employed, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and it's stages, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think that that's like the biggest tool right now that I have is just like systems and outsourcing mm-hmm. and capacity. Yeah. It's great. I was yeah. talking to a new bookkeeping client this morning yeah. and she, she's still pretty small, but like I said, that's my jam mm-hmm. for like bookkeeping yes. clients. And I was asking her like, okay, well, what made you want to start outsourcing this now because like she's yeah. actually pretty good at keeping her mm-hmm. own books and I was like well you know you've got experience in this like mm-hmm. you know your business like what made you want to start doing it now yeah. and she was like I just can't do everything myself yep and I need to start outsourcing the things yeah. that aren't vital for me in my business mm-hmm. amen yes, yes. you do <laughs> yeah yeah and it's so important though too you know what I mean in the early stages and you'll talk to this you know because mm-hmm. you're in the early stages in the early stages you don't have any other choice but to do everything right like you really do and like and in those seasons because I know that there are quite a few people that are listening that are in that season mm-hmm. and like it's okay to be doing everything yeah but like it is also okay to live into the risk area of those things and to go me in two years from now is not going to regret hiring a bookkeeper mm-hmm. because that's already going to free up. Like, like to be honest with you, like when I hired Emily to do our books, it was taking me on average 10 hours a week to go through my books. She probably does our books in like an hour and a half. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, <laughs> you see what I mean? I'm just not equipped to do it. I can do it. I did pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. wasn't like she had to like go in and like terrorize my books and be like, Oh my yeah. gosh, I can't believe I'm even taking this on (laughs) like you know what I mean but it was like but to me the amount of money that I pay her and our accountant is worth that 40 hours a month that's 40 hours more more hours a month that I get with my kids Mm -hmm. that I get with my husband that I get to make the calls that I get to hire staff and so the beauty of like the season I'm even in right now is literally like I'm creating systems in our Mm -hmm. gym to basically be me yes. so that I'm not managing staff. I'm man- managing systems to protect our family, mm-hmm. to protect those things that are important to us. Yes. And so, um, and so it's just really fun. Like, it's just, it's crazy. But I love that. That's like what she said. Cause I was like, it, there really is like, there's a point in your business where you just have to go. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And there's somebody that's super excited about this. And that's yeah. literally like what happened was like, we were on like a Skype call with Emily and I was uh, not Skype, but FaceTime. And I was just like, I'm stressed about taxes because I don't know what to do. And she was like, man, I just love seeing how many deductibles I can get. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> I was like, hold on. I was like, we need to have a conversation. And I like, yes. and I literally like muted like her conversation. She was like rambling. I looked at Darby. I was like, we just need to hire her. 
Like, cause I was like, cause I don't want to do this. And we trust her. Like, she, like we literally, <laughs> like, I joke that I like, I trust Emily so much with my finances that I would literally let her take over my entire personal finances and be like, here's your allowance for the week. Like, <laughs> don't spend this. This isn't this investment. This isn't this year. You know what I mean? But that's like, to be honest, like we'll do like probably a session of like, when do you hire a bookkeeper? Mm-hmm. What are you looking for at a bookkeeper? Because yeah, like, sure. it's all important. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And like, cause I will tell you, like I've had a few of them. No, seriously, outsourcing. I love that. That that's like your main tool for prioritizing Derby mm-hmm. because yeah, that's legit. And especially for like types like us who get super passionate about things yeah. and tend to burn ourselves out. Yes, in our passions, and then yeah. get really grumpy. Well, that and that's we're exactly out. like that's exactly <laughs> what I mean. Like with the boundaries, is like not only do I know my capacity, my kids' capacity, but because I know my husband, I know his capacity. Mm-hmm. I know when he's going to burn out. Yeah, and because like I know that. And like, and I can see that, like, I even now have those kind of conversations with our staff, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And like, and because I take the same amount of time to get to know them the way that I get to know, like my husband, um, like I can see one of our staff members about to burn out three months prior to it happening. Yeah. And like, and hopefully I can stay ahead of it mm-hmm. and stop it before it happens. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, and that's only because now we've had like a couple burnouts happen And then like, you know what I mean? And then setting up the systems. But because like now I'm like in this mindset of like, okay, like if there's just systems for these things, like if there's systems to hire people in, like hire coaches up onto the mats, if there's systems for all this stuff, then like we never have this like thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yes, it's good. Love it. Mm -hmm. Well, guys. Yes. Thanks for listening. I know um, just on the instagram yeah quizzes and on our facebook groups this was a message that everyone was pretty unanimous about like not doing well with so if you have further questions please drop them in our facebook group please dm us on instagram or facebook or wherever you are yeah um because it's something that is hard to cover in just one podcast maybe we'll do another one if we have some follow-up questions um because it is Mm -hmm. i mean your family is everything yes and if like Amanda said, like if your family life is falling apart, it tra- translates into your business <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> you it's really true though. Just it's have true. to be on top of it. So yeah, if you have any uh, further questions, if you have any follow-ups, just let us know. Yeah. Um, otherwise, if you want to support us, jump into the Facebook group, um, you know, get connected to our community mm-hmm. and um, download and subscribe to yes, uh, the podcast that lets yeah. providers know that you like the content we're putting out. Heck yeah. Whoop, whoop. See like you it. next week. Awesome. Sounds good.